0: hey did you know that you were born selfish well i'm not the one saying this but the selfish gene book is the selfish gene written by professor richard dawkins is one of the finest books ever written in popular science genre this book has sold over a million copies and has been translated in more than 25 languages the assumption the selfish gene book makes is that every living entity including us is a vessel And this vessel is referred to as the survival machine and these survival machines are guided by the selfish genes that inhabit in them now you might be wondering why selfish because according to the selfish gene theory a predominant quality for a gene to thrive and get successfully passed down to the next generation is ruthless selfishness and this selfishness is not just limited to a genetic level It also influences the behavior of the individual as well. Now, regarding the author, Professor Richard Dawkins is a British evolutionary biologist and he was the first Charles Simone professor for public understanding of science at Oxford. And one of his biggest contributions in evolutionary biology is the gene-centered view of evolution. Other than The Selfish Gene, some of the other bestsellers by Richard Dawkins include The God Delusion, The Blind Watchmaker and The Greatest Show on Earth. The Selfie Gene book takes us through the gene's eye view of nature. It shares the journey of the gene right from the primeval soup or the primordial soup where the first replicating molecules were born and how they developed this protective coat around themselves aka the survival machine and how these survival machines evolved into complex beings like ourselves. Another cool thing about this book is that it uses beautiful analogies and metaphors in order to make the reader understand how genes operate. And one of my favorite metaphors used in this book is the comparison of the human body to that of a gigantic building. And this gigantic building has got plenty of rooms in it. And each room has an architect's plan. And this architect's plan contains the instructions on how to build this gigantic building. Now I believe that you might have already guessed that the architect's plan here refers to our DNA. And as you read this book, you will come across plenty of such metaphors in every single chapter. Reading this book also reminded me of some of the things that I learned back in school in my biology class, like the different kinds of cell divisions, what is meiosis, what is mitosis, the steps involved in the formation of the germ cell, what is a cistron, and much more. Another thing that I noticed as I was reading this book was that the definition of what a gene is, is not fixed because in chapter 2, a gene is defined as a replicating molecule with high copying fidelity. Whereas in chapter 3, Richard Dawkins uses another definition of what a gene is, which comes from G.C. Williams, which describes the gene as any portion of the chromosomal material that potentially lasts for long enough generation to serve as the unit of natural selection. Now the reason why he uses alternative definitions of what a gene is is because a single definition is not compatible for explaining the various ideas mentioned in different chapters of this book. Evolutionarily stable strategy is another major concept that's been covered in this book and it simply means a strategy that's been adopted by majority of the population of a species and it cannot be bettered by an alternative strategy. Now in order to explain what an evolutionarily stable strategy is, the book gives the example of lions and antelopes. Now we all know that lions tend to hunt antelopes and antelopes try to escape. Now why is that the case? Why don't lions hunt other lions? Because in the process of chasing an antelope, a lot of energy is being consumed and the lion could save that energy by hunting a lion. And the answer to this question is that because it's not an evolutionarily stable strategy. What's evolutionarily stable is lions tend to chase antelopes and antelopes try to escape. To further explain what an evolutionarily stable strategy is, the book talks about game theory and prisoner's dilemma. Now, if you're curious to know more about game theory and prisoner's dilemma, you can look it up on YouTube. There are plenty of detailed videos made on these two topics. Chapter 6 of this book talks about animal behavior that's perceived as apparently altruistic. And the book gives the example of stinging bees that appear as kamikaze fighters because in the act of stinging the honey robber, the vital organs of the bee are torn out and the bee dies immediately after that. So that seems to be a kind of a sacrifice that the bee made for the greater good of the beehive. And in the case of small birds, every time they see a flying predator approaching towards their flock, they tend to give this alarm call and this helps the flock to evade. Now, the bird which gave the alarm call is putting itself in danger of being noticed by the predator first. So again, what we see here is apparent altruism. And the same holds true in the case of gazelles as they tend to jump high in a certain manner, which is called starting. And gazelles usually start to court the attention of the predator. And from our point of view, it feels like the gazelle that starts is trying to save the rest of the herd from the predator. So again, it's apparent altruism here. But according to the self gene theory, all the examples that are mentioned right now are acts of pure selfishness. To know why they're acts of pure selfishness, well, you got to read the book. Now when you're browsing on the internet, you might come across plenty of online memes and you yourself might be using them. But did you know that the word meme actually came from the Selfish Gene book? Well, if you Google the word meme, the first definition that pops up is from the Selfish Gene book. A meme simply means an idea that's been passed from one individual to another individual through non-genetic means. And this idea could be anything. It could be religion, culture, music, fashion, etc. Now, the reason why Richard Dawkins mentions memes in this book is because he believes that memes are the new kind of replicators and they are capable uh, of propagating in a way that's way faster compared to genes. Another thing that Professor Dawkins clarifies in this book is that we are not puppets that are being fully controlled by our genes. In fact, the human brain has evolved to a point where we are capable of rebelling against our selfish genes. And an obvious example of this is the fact that we use contraceptives. Because if we were fully controlled by our genes, the only thing that we will be doing is procreating nonstop. But we don't do that. At least most of us don't do that. Chapter 13 of this book lets us know that genes are also capable of reaching outside their own bodies and influence the external environment in a way that favors them. And the book gives the example of how caddisfly builds his house using pebbles and how beavers build dams using broken tree branches, mud, and rock. Now there's a term used to describe this influence of the genes. It's called the extended phenotypic effect. And there's an entire book written by Professor Richard Dawkins on this topic. It's called the extended phenotype. And he highly recommends us to read this book in the selfie gene. Alright so that concludes the review of The Selfish Gene. I hope this video was informative and if you're interested in reading this book I've dropped a link down in the description to The Selfish Gene audiobook which is narrated by Richard Dawkins himself. Alright then so that's it for this video thank you so much for watching and I'll be back again with another book review until then bye take care and have a great day